guys. Hi. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Red Flags and Rosé. We're so glad you're back for another week. We are. And I'm glad we have also made it to yeah. another week because it has been a week. A week. Quite the week. <laughs> you want to start with yours first? Yeah. I'm okay. Kaylee. I'm Megan. If you and don't know yet. Okay. My week. It's been fine. Um, but challenging to say the least we had some natural disaster issues this week which affected her more than me but it was still the weather was just not great it's mm-hmm. rainy icky i'm still in a fog i think it's just burnout like i can't get out of it mm-hmm. so i've been trying to do more to like fill myself up but it's been tough. Um, and then a couple things happened that I will talk about in the future as things come together. Good things. Um, they're good things, but nerve-wracking things. And I'll be more open once I'm more comfortable with um, how it's going to go. But until then, I'm just going to take time to process. Um, but it's just a lot of change, which... We know I'm not a fan of. I've never been good with change. I used to cry uh, New Year's Eve when the ball was dropping because I didn't want it to be a new year. That's not funny. That's so funny. It's, yeah. I'm dead ass. Like, I would cry. And on the opposite, I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, yes. now I'm like super excited, but I would also cry my eyes out the day before the first day of school. I would lose my mind. Oh my gosh. Like I genuinely like, I have such a fear of change that's been like since I was young. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. So now I'm, I'm happier about it because I feel like there's been a lot of buildup over the past couple of months where I've known Mm -hmm. something's about to happen. Like something big is about to change in my life. Like I could see all of the puzzle pieces moving and shifting and feeling so out of place, but I just couldn't feel them aligning so it was worrisome but we are uh Sorry, on guys. track yes. on track for it to get straightened out finally so yeah it's exciting other than that i binged the ultimatum which we're gonna do a mini so discussing that mm-hmm. once she finishes the reunion so we won't talk about that today but mm-hmm. i did binge that um and this gives you time yeah. To go watch it before, before we, we talk it. about it. Exactly. Um, and if I can binge it, take the recommendation. Because <laughs> it's one of those shows where you truly cannot stop watching. Yeah. Because it is just trash reality. But it yeah. you just need to know. You need My power going out was the only reason I couldn't yeah. watch it. Man, that wouldn't have stopped me. I was watching everything on my phone before I, I got know. Wi-Fi, so... It was just... Yeah, you had a lot going on. But anyways, tell us about your week. My week. We'll start with Monday. I had... um, What did I do? I had my biopsy. That's what I had on Monday. Um, I think I told you all a couple weeks ago about the... We talked about the HPV and I got diagnosed and everything. So... I don't even think I really talked to you about it, like what the doctor said to me before or whatever. But On Monday or during your appointment? 
during my appointment oh. on Monday. Um, but she like gave me this paper and it was like giving me all the things that it could be. And they highlight the one. Is it like they, a stair step kind of yeah. thing? That's what they did for my leg when I had got that. I was yeah. two steps away from cancer on my leg. Yes. When they did it. So they were just like, they highlighted the one, the atypical. They were like, this is where we're hoping you're at. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I did tell Kaylee, I did not think it was as bad as I hyped it up in my head to be like mm-hmm. the pain and everything else. Um, I wouldn't sign up for it, but it wasn't, of course, you know, just very uncomfortable. Um, they ended up taking two biopsies. And then for those of you who don't know, cause I feel like it's different for everybody. Cause Kaylee had a way different experience than I did. I feel like, um, as far as what, what they did. Did you have a besides the biopsy? What did you do? Um, so she tells me she's putting a vinegar solution on it. Yeah, I had that. Um, which I think that's the normal part. They put a vinegar solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically so when she's looking through the microscope. It like highlights it. Yes, it highlights where she needs to biopsy. So there's two spots. And then there was this brown goopy ugly like medicine stuff that i was like oh okay like they're gonna take care of the hpv (laughs) she was like no she said this is to stop the bleeding Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay so i had heard different things from different people and someone said they got theirs frozen um not really sure why i guess because their HPV was a lot more, or I don't know. But I was hoping that they were going to take care of the HPV part. But they didn't. Because they were just like, oh, well, your body and your immune system... It fights it off. It'll fight it itself. <clears throat> yeah. So you'll just come back every six months, you know, depending on what it is. Unless it's severe, then I have to do a loop, which mm-hmm. is they'll have to go in and take some stuff out. So I got my results Thursday and Wednesday night is when we had the bad weather. So I was at my parents' house. We didn't have power. We were stuck in their neighborhood because the lines were down. I was going to stir crazy. I was already stressed. Um, And then I got the results and I texted Kaylee and it ended up being mild dysplasia, which is two steps away from being cancerous. So serious, but not as serious as it could be. I feel like I'm still mm, digesting it, I guess. I don't really know how to handle. I don't know how you handle news like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you handle it how you can, but there's nothing that you can do. It's it's not like you're going to have to go through treatments or anything. And like we researched ourselves, it, it, your body fights it off anyways, but Mm -hmm. because you're proactive and go to your preventive checkups every year, you found out about it. Whereas some people don't go at all. And so they'll go five, 10 years between appointments and have cancer where they're going to catch yours early mm-hmm. if you do have it. 
And that's why they don't worry about getting rid of it when you do have it. So, I mean, take it how you can. I'm not going to tell you how to feel or say that you shouldn't worry. But it's just one of those things where we we do everything we can. We do. On the front end. And I think it was just more of like, you know, after talking to Austin, I think we decided to maybe accelerate when we might have another kid just in case um yeah and then I had like talked to my mom and obviously Austin and I was just like well I'm probably 98% sure I'm gonna have to have a c-section with the next baby that we have just because they're not gonna get any smaller and so just get a hysterectomy while they're in there yeah we talked about that but then I have to do that research because then I'm like, how's that going to affect my hormones? How's yeah, that going to... Yeah, it's going like, to send you into like early menopause, yeah. essentially. But I mean, you kind of have to weigh it out because we probably know mm-hmm. so many people who had exactly what you have and don't do anything. They don't know mm-hmm. because their body fought it off. And by the time they go to the doctor, they never know that they had mild dysplasia, like mm-hmm. at all. And then they never have cancer. So like it's crazy. I I wouldn't say that you need to up any timelines until you see like an abnormal checkup again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you know? I go back in six months. So yeah, if I go back and it's still showing up abnormal, um, we'll probably just take it from there. Because I don't want to risk. I think my thing is is like. If I can get the hysterectomy, I only want two kids anyway, get it taken out, and then I can be healthy for my Mm -hmm. kids and be around rather than let it kind of fester and hope that it leaves my body. Right. And then 10 to 15 years still end up with cervical cancer, you know, and I don't want to do that. I mean, nobody wants to. I know. But it's kind of the good and bad thing about it being the silent killer is that if you're going yearly for your checkup, mm-hmm. you're going to see something bad. And they're going to catch it before it gets bad because it does take 5, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. for it to get to that split, like that place. Um, but it just sucks to know that men carry this and that they give this to us and we're mm-hmm. the ones that have to deal with it long term and it makes me worry about new sexual partners because there's part of me that does want to be carefree and hook up mm-hmm. but then I'm like is it worth the risk of me being 45 no and dying <laughs> no you know and there's no testing for them so even if I have a guy go get a full panel Mm-hmm. And I'm doing everything I can. I'm wearing a condom. I'm doing the right things. I can still get it from him. So even if I did come across the perfect person, we start dating. Mm-hmm. Unless I make him wait a year or two before we have sex, that virus could still be in his body. Well, and then that was the other thing. I didn't really talk to the doctor about it, but I was just with Austin. I was like, obviously, one of us had it. Starting off. Right. So now I'm sure we both have it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, 
do we keep having sex and keep giving it back and forth? Cause it's not going away, you know? So it's like, do I keep giving it to him? Does he keep giving it to me? Since we both still have, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I don't either. That's why I'm like, eh. yeah, but I mean, it's very <laughs> likely if it came on because of your pregnancy hormones, he might not have had it. Yeah. You know, especially because they say it could take years. But would he not have it after? Well, I mean, now, yes. But I'm you saying, I mean? like, it's very possible that it wasn't him, you know? It it was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I'm because kidding. it was a while it was. before it came up. So it's likely. But it's just one of those things where you have to look it up. You have to research and see what's best for you. And you can't take other people's advice because at the end of the day, it's your fucking body mm-hmm. and ultimately your decision on what's going to make you the most comfortable, how you're going to live your life and yeah. feel good about it. 100%. So for everybody out there, go to your gyno, get your checkups, do what you need to do for you. It's always scary to go to the doctor because... It feels like you're violated by your own body mm-hmm. when you're something's wrong. But if you're staying on top of all of your appointments, it's easier for you to fix it, yeah. to do the things you need to do to make sure that down the line it's not worse. Because if something's wrong, it's only going to get worse if you're not I mean, it's staying not on go top away. of it. Right. And, <laughs> and I think that's a problem that both you and I have where we just like look away from things and we're like it'll just it'll just go away but it's like no matter how fucking terrified i am to go to go get my blood drawn Mm -hmm. i have to go do that because i need the full panel i need to look and see if my thyroid's functioning because my grandma is completely shut down Mm -hmm. when she was in her 50s so i have to stay on top of that as i'm getting older and as i'm having more issues that relate like the fatigue and stuff i've started to wonder i'm like Maybe I do have either hypo or hyper mm-hmm. thyroidism. Like there's a, there is a chance since she had dysfunction, my mom has to get hers checked because yeah. of it. That I'm experiencing that it's might not be burnout. It might be <laughs> burnout combined with me needing to be on like a steroid or something to regulate. Yeah. So I've got to go do that soon. Fun stuff, but I think. Having a baby helped me. That's what my mom said. Get over that fear because I was scared for the biopsy. Like, I was nervous. Nowhere near what you were before that, though. No. You were like, scared for the normal checkups. Yeah. yeah. So. I asked my I mom know. that. She and then even like, giving blood and stuff, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, my mom said <laughs> she felt like a science project when she was yes. pregnant. She got poked and prodded so much. Yes. And um, she still has the scars on her arm where they checked to make sure that her blood clot. Oh, God. It was clotting because she has um, something was going on where her blood was running really thin and it wasn't clotting. So um, she ended up having to have an emergency C-section because when they did that, her blood was running so thin that if she even tore (laughs) when she was giving birth, she she could have bled out, out, Mm -hmm. uh, which thank God... They checked, 
But um, especially what twenty something years ago, thirty something. I like, mean, thirty two, because I was with Jordan, so it was nineteen ninety. Yeah. And Good thing they checked. Holy shit. He was like ten pounds, twenty three inches. Amazing. <laughs> telling you ridiculous well at least he had a little length more length to him to spread out the 10 pounds though yeah i was almost 10 pounds and 24 so we were both like just long ass babies damn i know god dang i know i feel bad for her i'm like really hope that whoever i procreate with was a small baby because (laughs) i have no hope and i'm tall but my torso is not like my legs are tall i don't have a very long torso i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like i have like birthing hips but no belly to carry it in oh yes you will i'll figure it out we'll, we'll you'll be fine looking great <laughs> be fine but that gets us into our topic today kind of going through our late 20s and our early 20s and what and we wish we would have known or done differently one get the fucking Gardasil shot you still can which you can which I did find out um I told you that I'm well, still I getting didn't mine know you can get it up to 45 yeah that's what I told you because I'm still getting mine well I, I get my third that. one in you only need May. two you gotta keep getting it I'm oh, getting my shit. third one why you gotta get three what do you mean? I thought it was just two shots. It's a three shot. No, girly. Three mm-hmm. shots. Because I already had one. I just got my second one. And then I'm going back to get my third. Mm. But it doesn't... They say that even one shot makes a big difference. So you don't have to do all three. If you're, like, too scared, whatever, even one shot makes a major difference in fighting it off. Okay. So They didn't even give me that option, bro. Well, what do you mean they didn't give you that option? Well, they weren't just like, do you want to get the shot? Like, do I have to ask? Yeah. Mine offers, you might just need a new gynecologist. <laughs> like, because mine is on top of that shit with me. Like, she doesn't pressure me, mm-hmm. but she knows that I want to get it, but I'm just scared because of shots. And she's like, are you going to get the Gardasil today? Because I put it off. You're like, and I put it off until another six months? Yeah, for real. <laughs> and if I tell her that, she's like, yeah, it's your choice. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pressure you. But I mean, like, even without me asking, she's like, well, the way that you're d- going right now, like, you don't need to be on a birth control if you don't want to put that in your body. Like, understandable. And she, like, gave me the Fexi option. So, like, that's what I really like about my gynecologist. Does it work? She, I haven't had sex. <laughs> You think you're funny? I'm over here, like, struggling. I'm pretty sure that my vagina is closed at this point. And she's like, did it work? Hey, that's not a funny joke. That it's, really happened to somebody. I know, I'm not joking, bitch. It is not closed. I know, but I'm saying she's damn near shut. She had no type of action. So, we'll see. But, funny enough... This guy that took me out in August, mm-hmm. he's overseas playing ball, but he hit me up yesterday and he was like, I'm home. I was getting in the shower when he said that. And when I tell you, I exfoliated from head to toe and shaped my whole body. 
just to find out he's not in the fucking city. You're joking. I am lonely as fuck. The fact that one, one I'm home text sent me to feel like a baby seal. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, he's not even in the city. So sucks. But you know what? Dumb. At some point, your girl will get laid. But Let's I'm kind bets. of, it's not like I'm like an incel. I'm not involuntarily celibate. I'm voluntarily. I could fuck. You could. I could fuck a lot of people. But it's just. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm in a gross. And that's kind just of kidding. what I wish I would have changed about my early 20s. I wish that I would have upped my standards of who had access to that. Because I just wanted to fuck. I was like an Energizer bunny, y'all. Like, I was just fucking. Mm-hmm. And. We had very different early 20s. Yeah, well, you were in a serious relationship. Yeah. So, of course we did. But, I mean, mine really stemmed from me needing <laughs> male validation. I didn't feel good about myself. I had daddy issues to work through. And then on top of all of that, I grew up overweight and not attractive. And then all of a sudden, I was developing into a whole different person. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, looks for the first time. Guys were turning their head, hitting me up. And I just didn't know what to do with it. We're fucking. Yeah, <laughs> we was fucking. Like, I was fucking fucking. <laughs> like, fun story for you all. One time, actually several times, I used to take my mom's truck because I had a coupe at one point, and then I had a sedan, but there's just not a lot of room. So I would take her truck to hook up with these guys. And I like, and not at the same time. <laughs> not guys multiple at the same time. Yeah, trains. Um, trains in the trunk. But, um. <laughs> just kidding. There ain't that much room back there. <laughs> but I would hook up with them in my mom's backseat or, like, you know, lay down the. Anyways, this one time I went to the movie theater with this guy. I've oh, talked yeah. about this before. And we hooked up in the back seat and next day get in the car <laughs> and my mom pulls up a condom like this. I'll never forget it. It was like a cigarette. <laughs> she just like pulls it up. She's like, what is this? And I was like, who'd you blame? I didn't blame anybody. She's like, is this your brother's? Because I'd sat there and I was like, no. Oh, I'd have been like. And I, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that to him. Because then he'd wrap me out on something in the future. I could take oh, the heat. Right. It's a closed condom. It's not, it wasn't open. So I was oh, like. Oh, I remember. You so swindled like, it. Mom. <laughs> we were in the back seat and I cut it off. Like, it just, it was too much. So, like, we didn't do it. We did. But. <laughs> I don't know why the motherfucker had well, two that condoms. That was condom number two. He's, yeah, I'm like, were we supposed to go two rounds back there? Because, <laughs> but yeah, that was. <laughs> that was so funny. Time to be alive. I remember you called me. I was so fucking terrified. <laughs> um, yeah, you had your kind of whole phase mm -hmm. in your early 20s. <laughs> 
I did the opposite. <laughs> Where I was hot and skinny when I was young. Grr. So I was a little bit of a hoe. Yeah, like 14, 15. I would have been if I didn't look like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Bitch, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. So then I got into a relationship. And then I got fat. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I got re-skinny and was a hoe again. You were not a hoe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I went through a hoe phase. Don't play. You were not a hoe. You texted me, like, crying about how you didn't want to do it anymore. I hated it. Yeah, you were <laughs> not a absolutely hoe. absolutely hated it. When I, I went very... through it, I thrived, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God, I thrived. That's not a hoe phase if you're not loving it. I was... I was not just for the streets. I was like mayor of the streets. Like those were my streets, bitch. Gator don't play no shit. Gator don't play no shit. <laughs> no, I hated every minute of it. Truly. That's, That's why she locked down the first guy that was like had a hint <laughs> of... I'm a very sexual person, but yeah. I... Listen, Only for my person. You... I think that's... Oh, God. It is, it is so unfortunate when you're a sexual person and you're hooking up. Because men do not care about women. Like, literally, they no, masturbate with they our bodies. Our bodies are just for them to fuck. Like, it is just for their pleasure. And then you get to a point where you're like, nobody has access now. You done fucked it up for the whole group. Mm -hmm. You done fucked it up for everybody. I'm not fucking nobody now. <laughs> Everybody on the sidelines like, God damn it. <laughs> They're like, put me in, coach. And you're like, no, nobody's fucking playing. You're all cut. <laughs> cut off. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what our advice is. Don't well, be a hoe. The advice is do kidding. it. <laughs> do it, but like. Do it. Be, know your worth. Be aware of what you're doing. Yes. What we will say. Because. Do I regret everything? No. But do I wish that I could cut my body count in half? Yeah. Because there are some people that hooked up with a version of me that I no longer am. Like, I look so much better than I did in those days. And I want to... It's like that Nikki verse. Mm -hmm. You ain't fuck me, you fuck the old body. You ain't fuck Nikki, you fuck Nicole's body. Uh -huh. Ain't no miles on this here new body. <laughs> There's not. There's like zero miles on this new body. <laughs> this is like a 2022 model. So I'm just trying to find somebody to lease this long term <laughs> and treat it no, right. No, we're not leasing shit. You got to return that. You're buying it. Hey. You're buying it. I will settle for a nice leaser right now. <laughs> no. You're buying I know. It. Okay, fine. We'll work out some know payments. Know your worth. We'll work out some payments. I know my worth. You're a brand new Corvette. <laughs> I don't even know how much this costs. I am terrible with cars. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, when you're younger, you're just trying to fuck. But I, here's the thing I feel like we don't even need to be giving this advice right now. No. Because it is a different time. And if you're not fucking, though, hold on, hold on. If you're not. You need to. I feel like being younger. 
Uh, what am I trying to say? I feel like you shouldn't wait. There's still some people out there that are virgins. Don't wait I'm until not you're looking at older. You like that. I'm just trying because if you really want to be a virgin until you're married, no shame. No. If you're waiting because you think that it's like really, really special and it's going to be like the most highly held night of your life, you are in for a sore disappointment. <laughs> like very, very big disappointment. We'll give you a big reality check. Yeah, it's <laughs> not it romantic. Not. It's not a good time. No, it's fucking You're awkward. nervous. It's not painful if they're, no. you're with the right person and they make sure that you're, like, comfortable. It feels really great. But, like, I think that there's such a societal, like, Standard. it's on a pedestal. Your virginity is. And so my biggest advice is not to give it to the first person that wants it, you know, obviously. Obviously. But find someone that you're comfortable with, that you feel a connection with, that you know will give you the aftercare after sex, that's Mm -hmm. going to make you feel good and treat you well and make sure that you have a good first time. But don't hold it in such high regard. It doesn't change your worth as a person when you lose your virginity. I struggled with that when I lost mine because it was such a part of my identity. I but did not. That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, I was older, though. I know. I was so much older. I feel like people who lose it younger tend to regret it when they're older. They're like, oh, I wish I wasn't that young. But when, at that point, you're not like, oh, my God, my virginity. I was like in college. I was already having an identity crisis. And then I did that. And I'm like, who am I? Oh, yeah, I didn't tell nobody for a while. Yeah. Because none of my friends were like that at all. I was yeah, definitely advanced. Let's just say that. I don't know. So I that was hard. would have. <laughs> I just didn't have nobody to fuck. <laughs> I didn't even have anybody to kiss. So. Yes, you did. When I was like 17. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I was 16 when I had my first kiss, and we secretly dated until I was 17, so. So you had a scandal, though, even in she your was. teens. She was. <laughs> she was scandalous back in the day. But I also think some other stuff that's different is um, people's emotional intelligence and how they react to stuff. Because, like, I really think back on some stuff that I did. I mean, even teens, early 20s. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cringy the way that I ab- approach that situation. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm like, ew. <laughs> I yeah. would never react like that. I don't know. I agree. I feel like um, people's emotional intelligence is a lot higher mm-hmm. than it used to be. Um, I think that things are a lot more open now than they were when we were younger. So not to say that the quality of people has gone up at all, but I feel like people are more upfront about what they want. Um, Saying, I just want to fuck is more socially acceptable. You still have your fuckers who are love bombing and they, it's like they think it's a fun game to Mm -hmm. see how much they can get you to like them to fuck. Um, But I think people know the shit now. Like, they know the games, and it's 
I think that thanks to apps like TikTok, really, mm-hmm. where you see things in real time happening, real time advice, good influencers who give yeah. like big sister advice that I would have loved to have access to when I was in my teens. 100%. In early 20s. We had Vine. Yeah. But Six second shit. clips. Six second clips of just funny stuff, <laughs> which is fine. It was good. That but was a great TikTok, time. TikTok has definitely overtaken my love for vine like times 10 because it's just so much more enriching Mm -hmm. like there's so much more that you can learn on there um i learn something new every day every fucking day blows my mind i'm like oh shit Mm -hmm. every day yeah now i feel like a parent i feel like an old person i'm like god damn I know. You done learn something new every day. I'm like, they don't teach you nothing in school. I didn't learn none of this. They don't. They really don't, though. They don't. I was talking about this with my nail tech, which I know I talk about what I talk about with him all the time, but we have the best conversations. (laughs) We were talking about how, like, it's just crazy. Insane. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what else bothers me, though, is, like, people will say this stuff. Like, even people I know that are parents that have kids and are like, I just fucking hate that my kid has to sit at a desk for eight hours a day and come home and do homework. And I'm like, if everyone that felt that way banded together, shit would change. Fix it. But that's exactly what we were talking about. I'm, I'm like, like, I feel like we're stuck in a place where our education system has become a trap to keep you young, dumb, poor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't keep you young, but like you don't make the right decisions when you're young. So you're directed to take the, the next step, which is get in massive amount of debt in college. You go from asking to go to the bathroom to signing away $150,000. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it... It's just insane to me that we're being taught the quadratic formula instead of taxes, Roth IRA versus a 401k. Yeah. Your taxes, what it means to pay taxes, why it's important to stay ahead of it as a business owner. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that people just don't know. It's like my friends who are business owners are paying $3,000 in taxes. God. Dang. And if you don't know about that and you're not saving for that. Of course, they have the payment plans and stuff, but, but that's stopped. It's like, still. I don't need to know half of the shit that I learned in high school. We need real life application taught there, but they just want to teach people to sit at a desk nine hours a day. Follow rules. Don't ask questions, just do. And that's literally why people get caught in the rat race and complacent and don't want to grow mm-hmm. because we're taught from a young age. But that's just the way it is. Only here, though. <laughs> it's a third world country. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing bothers me. Yeah. But his question but for me when I said that was, who is making those decisions, though? Like, who who's making the decisions men. to keep you, you know, like, not having, the, like, the proper learning tools in school? And I'm like, the government... Like, it's not like they're sitting there saying, keep them stupid. Mm -hmm. It's just, they are. By defunding school and putting the funding in places it doesn't need to be, they're saying, fuck these people's future. Mm -hmm. 
And then all the kids in private schools are getting unfair advantages to the people who can't afford to pay college tuition for their kids to go to school. Yep. Fucking crazy. Um, but also a good example of this is actually my sister right now. Um, she will graduate in May and she got accepted into two schools, um, for her master's program, which is what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually called for advice uh, and she said that she's stuck because she's like, I want to be able to get into a PhD school, right? So she was like, I feel like if I don't go to the better named school, I will not get into a PhD school. And I was like, I don't think that's your biggest issue. You know, I think that's what they want you to think. But I'm like, what is going to make your future better in the long run like which school is going to be cheaper which one are you going to be able to afford without going into debt because right now she has no debt with school that's four years of no debt which is amazing and then this one school that she's looking at she would only be paying i think four hundred dollars a semester everything else is covered by scholarships but then she was already guaranteed a graduate assistant job and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than the out-of-state one. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, what else is bothering you You know about it? And she was just like, well, I think it'll be good. I just need to be able to get in the PhD. And then my clients, like future clients. And I was like, I have gone through therapy. And I know other people who have gone through like therapy and stuff. I don't look at the person's school. I was going to say, I've never once been like, before we get started here, what college did you graduate from? Never. Yeah. If you have your license and you're good at your job, who cares? That's what I told her. I was like, no one is going to be like, ew, you went to that school? Right. No, it's not going to happen. It's not. And really, being a therapist is all about getting the licenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anybody who's empathetic can listen and advise Mm -hmm. in a proper way that they see as fit for certain people and recognizes that different people need different advice or listening, whatever, it's going to be an effective therapist. So, I mean, shit, mine could have been fake. I mean, they did (laughs) shit jobs, so. (laughs) Other than my psychiatrist, (laughs) shout out. (laughs) If she's listening, what's up, Lauren? (laughs) Yeah, but it's, they could have been fake. Mm -hmm. And... As long as they listen to you and validate you. So she needs to do where, like, the easiest setup for her. And it sounds like if she already has a job lined up after by doing this and you're only paying 400, she could literally save up all the money she needs to get through her master's degree in one summer of working. Well, and she would be able to split a apartment with somebody instead of paying for a full on living expenses by herself out of state yeah i think you it's, know what one, I mean? it's one of those things where i feel like she's looking at the experience she would have moving out of state and that seems more tempting mm-hmm. than the other and i mean if she wants to go in debt just for her masters fuck it like if she's debt free 
from her four years and she wants that experience Mm -hmm. of leaving and having her own okay like she's not gonna if she's getting her doctorate that debt is gonna it's gonna be payable yeah like it just is but i mean it's no brainer for people like us who are strapped down wishing they didn't have any debt Mm -hmm. that i would go back in time and just take the routes where i don't have that debt anchoring me down yeah but i'm also not set up to pay that debt off now (laughs) and that makes a huge difference it does and that's another piece of advice too is like whether you're in college going to college or you don't want to go to college do whatever is going to make you happy in the long run because i think that's what i know at least for me and i know you kind of struggled too with like we were only going to college because our parents were like go to college yeah you you're have not going to be successful you have to you're not going to get a job you're not going to do this you know mm-hmm. you don't have to well, and that shift happened after we graduated, though. It did. The shift of not needing to go to college actually happened around the time that I would have had my four-year degree. Mm-hmm. I feel like around 2015 or 16 is when there was just this massive shift where people were like, wait a second. And I think it all started with Google hiring people. I feel like that's when in my mind I started to see Google and Facebook were hiring people as higher-ups mm-hmm. with no college degree. And I'm like, wait a fucking second. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, at this point, I've already been in school for six years. I need to just do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to get my degree at this point because to quit now and have mm-hmm. all of this debt and then still not have anything to show for it. So, like, on my resume, I don't even put the graduating year because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah. I don't want them to look at me and be like, why did it take you? seven years Mm -hmm. because then I have to sit there and explain to them well I was depressed I didn't want to go to college in the first place Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was working 50 hour weeks I was supporting my ex like all of these things that are actual reasons but it doesn't make sense to them because college is nothing more than showing them that you're dedicated Mm -hmm. having a degree just shows that you're a dedicated person yeah and you have knowledge But, like, where does that come into play? You get real-world experience that trumps your education Mm -hmm. daily. 100%. I feel like I've learned more just about businesses and everything else just from working. Just doing the job and learning on the job. And I get, like, obviously, if you're a doctor... A nurse, something specialized. specialized yeah. You're going to have to go to school. Sorry, but that's what you chose. <laughs> I you mean, know. It, it but, is. Or like lawyers. People who yeah. need to know a mass amount of information, but you're not going to leave a four year degree of like accounting mm-hmm. or finance and automatically be able to like yeah. be a CPA. Like you no. need to be immersed in yes. the environment. To properly learn. Baptism by hellfire is like the best way to learn. You have um, even people now that are like some of these jobs are like you need five years of experience with like for marketing or social media. Yeah. Literally, I know a girl who does not have her degree in any of that, but she taught herself 
how to do the things on the computer, how to do merchandise and how to market. And she's been with this company for four or five years now, no degree, as her top marketer. Like all this, I mean, yeah, because I mean, she learned and she put herself in the job and she worked on it. So I don't understand why jobs are like, and I feel like some of them just don't want to fucking train either. They're just like, I want you to come in here and know what you're doing. Well, it's like master's degree required $14 an hour. Yeah, fuck and that. And it's like, okay, so all of that debt and I'm getting paid like what a cashier at McDonald's makes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have one of my really close friends started as a bank teller. Yep. And now she's worked her way up and they're paying for her school. And they're like, okay, to get this promotion, you have to like get your degree, mm-hmm. but we're going to pay for it. And you have That's to get this be. certain certification. But you're, she has had two or three jobs, like promotions, mm-hmm. that only people with degrees were allowed to have. But because she had the connections and they saw the work ethic, she's yep. in. And my mom is a bookkeeper or like an accountant, but she can't call herself an accountant because she doesn't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. But again, worked her way up, made herself be an accountable employee yeah. and then got into the job that she wanted. Well, it's like my uncle started off in the floor at Dick's Sporting Goods. He's now one of the VPs. No college degree. It means I mean, you work nothing. your way up, but it's like Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a different world. It is. And it, it makes me feel like an old person when I say that because my mom always said it. She's like, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I would never want to be your age in this. And I'm like, I don't want to be my age in this. No. I'm like, why would you, why did you do this to me? <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But I think your 20s are like such a test. It's like a test the whole way through. You're are learning you, about yourself. Yes. Who you are, are you? Not going to be the same person. Every two years, I, I feel like it's like a cycle. Yeah. Every two years, you become completely different. Yeah. And at 25, I'm telling you, that is where that major shift happens with everything. And of course, they say it's like because your prefrontal cortex like mm-hmm. finished. I don't give a fuck what it is. <laughs> it happens for everybody. 25, boom. Yeah. The way you think about everything the things you care about Mm -hmm. things you're passionate about it all just like shifts you know it's crazy so austin just turned 25 Mm -hmm. in january different guy yeah like not fully like he's still himself but just like decisions he making or like job stuff thinking about the future and it's just different and it's nice you know um, but that's with anything, even like alcohol, the day I turned 25 dead, <laughs> dead. alcohol fucked me up after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything kind of goes downhill physically uphill mentally. That's the best way to put it. I'm Sometimes. still on the downhill mentally. Um, <laughs> but I feel like mine has been physically in pain, but my body looks better. <laughs> Mentally, just on the downslide, <laughs> going up again. And then, mentally, by mentally, I mean your decision making. Your decision making. Yeah, you're not putting yourself in as stupid of positions as you are in your early 20s. No. Which I, 
I think back and I'm like, I should have died like a thousand so times. many times. And I wasn't even doing anything like super, super stupid. No. I was just putting myself in positions to like get kidnapped, <laughs> like killed <laughs> just all the time. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, I but I feel like you have to go through it. There is one thing that I do regret that I didn't do in my early 20s is travel more. I regret it, but I also know that I couldn't have. If you had the chance. If I had the money and the chance, absolutely. Yeah. But I can't regret it because there was no opportunity there. <laughs> like, I'm so broke. Because, I mean, like, the beach once a year is good. But, like... The United States is not traveling. No. <laughs> There's plenty to travel and, like, experience. Yeah, for sure. But I'm talking, like... When I talk travel, I'm thinking Europe. Yeah. The more exotic things that you can go see. Because the U.S. is beautiful, but... It is. We're talking about... Um, immersing yourself Austin, in different cultures. Thailand. Mm-hmm. We're going to save up for that, which honestly, if you can get yourself there, it's cheap as hell. Most like places think, are. It's just the travel. It is. Because I think we had um, some friends go and they were just like, yeah, the hotel was like $25 a night. Beers were $2. Meals altogether were like 15 I mean, cheap. Mm-hmm. And they had the best time. Um, and I think if we do Europe, gonna try and make it like a two week thing. Right. You're not just going to go and be there for a week. There's so much to do no, and see. There's no way. And I don't think I could spend a week at one place. Yeah. It's like a two day kind of, yeah. you know, or like a day and a you half. Take a train. Take a train. Yep. I want to feel like Harry else. Potter. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw this one, um, cross-country train mm -hmm. through the u.s looks beautiful and it's cheap and i was like if i had the money to take off of work mm -hmm. i'd be doing that like that's <laughs> looked like a dream it was beautiful mm -hmm. but i know with tiktok you can see everything and like you can see other people's experience and stuff but i feel like just being able to go see these cultures for yourself, experience everything on your own, they're just all the way around. And I think that's the issue with people, some people from the United States. There's no appreciation for culture. No, because they think this is the culture. only way or this is the best way. Like, it's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I also just love to immerse myself in other people's cultures and, like, learn, like, why they do what they do or why they eat what they eat. You know, just anything. Right. Um, it's what makes them people. Yeah. And, I mean, I think when you feel that way and you care genuinely about other people, where they come from, why they do what they do, it shows a bit more intelligence than the people who feel like America is the best. Like this is the only way that they, they don't have, mm -hmm. like they just don't have the capability to look outside of themselves and see that this isn't 
the best way. Yeah. And that just because someone does something different from you, just because they look different from you, doesn't mean that they're stupid. The fact that they're speaking broken broken English means nothing because you can't even speak trying. You can't even speak broken Spanish, my friend. Like (laughs) so if they can even grasp English, which is the hardest language to learn Mm -hmm. because it makes no sense to other people. No. Every other language is like close together when you're First learning. First of all, it. it doesn't even fucking make sense to me, and that's my yeah, I know primary language. Read, so. read, same thing. Like when you're there, there, there. Yeah, who did this to us? <laughs> Whomst? Because it fucks me up, and I'm like, I learned Spanish in high school, and when I was like trying to learn French, it is so similar. Like, of course, there's differences, but I'm like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> And then it's close to Italian, too. I'm like, we're the odd man out. Yeah, we are. We fucking suck. No wonder people speak broken English. This shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, at all. And then we look at their language and we're like... I know. Oh, no. I'm like, you is here. Because they're like, two S. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why does they... What does that mean? You is here. <laughs> I'm like... I don't know. I was so confused when we were learning all of that in high school. <laughs> I'm like, this is backwards as fuck. Come to find out we're the backwards one. <laughs> Have you heard those like um, on TikTok where it's like what Americans sound like? And it literally sounds like Sims. Yes. Like it doesn't, it sounds awful. I'm like, everybody else's language sounds so beautiful when they speak it. And we're just over here like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like we sound so dumb bad. as hell sometimes, but that all goes to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just live out your life how you want to live it experience the world be open-minded of course um there's other things besides college there's jobs entrepreneurship trade school it's a big one just i saw a video on tiktok about this where this girl was talking about how when you're confused about what direction to take your life, mm-hmm. you create a Venn diagram and you put your passions, your hobbies, or like, you know, things you're interested in doing, and then you put what the world needs from you. Mm-hmm. And then you highlight what intersects the three. And that's the way you need to go. So I think. It's hard for us because when you're living in a world that requires you to make money, mm-hmm. you're not always going to be able to find something that intersects with the three would be lucky to get anywhere outside of just it's good money. I don't give a yeah. fuck what it is. So, but I think that's an interesting way to approach it because when you're young and you're trying to find your way, um, I feel like we're moving more towards a world where we're going to be able to pursue our passions um, and get paid for it because it's just how it's going. Um, At least I'm hoping to see that here soon, that we'll be able to not just slave away and do pointless work just Mm -hmm. because we need to survive. So I think um, my biggest thing for people who are in their early 20s is to not be so hard on yourself because mm-hmm. you are a baby. I am relatively, we are still very young mm-hmm. before we're even in our forties. 
I think 30s are still young. You're figuring it out. When you're young, you feel like people in their 20s are older because they are older than you, but we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. And growing up is realizing that adults don't know what the fuck they're doing, and most of the time they're flying by the seat of their pants, which is very encouraging when you think about it Mm -hmm. because you can take on any new situation and realize the people who are around you have either been there Mm -hmm. or they still don't know what the fuck they're doing, and you can be better than them at what you're doing. And just know... It's okay to do what you want to do with your life, not what your parents want, not what your friends want, because it's your life. Mm-hmm. And if I would have listened to half the people that gave me advice in my early 20s or teens, would not be here where I am right now at all. So, yeah. But I'm also a rebel and I don't like to be told to do. Yeah, (laughs) I think being stubborn has us that way. But when you are looking at the way you want your life to look and some people aren't happy with that, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, those people don't have to live in your head. Mm -hmm. When you're closing your eyes, crying yourself to sleep at night because you're not pursuing your passions. Like anybody that loves you and wants you to be happy is going to support you and they might say something along the lines of like i don't really agree with that like i would do it differently Mm -hmm. but i'm here for you like do what you need to do to be happy and those are the people worth keeping around are the ones who let you make your own decisions don't make you feel like shit and funny enough i know i talk about him like every fucking episode but i just saw a clip from nick vile's uh Mm -hmm. episode and I don't know what episode it was, but it was on TikTok. And he's like, part of being a friend is just being there. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to start hiding things from you if they think you're judgmental. And they're going to expect you Mm -hmm. to not be there for them. Because the girl was complaining about how her friend doesn't even want her to meet her boyfriend. And he's like, because she fears that you're judging them. And so part of being a friend is letting your friends fuck up, letting them make their own choices even if you don't agree with it, unless they're in harm's way, Mm -hmm. let them make choices that you don't necessarily agree with because it's their life, they have to learn, and then you can be there for them when they pick up the pieces and be like, all right. not say I told you so. I'm here (laughs) to help you. Let's move forward. And yes, some situations I told you so is funny. Yeah. But when it is their life and they are crying, they are hurt, they are struggling, Mm -hmm. it is not okay. It is not okay. There's no place for it. If you have to go tell your boyfriend, your mom, your whatever, that you told them so, fine. But you do not tell someone who is at rock bottom at that moment and hurting. Yep. I was right. Because (laughs) there's always the, it's 50-50. That you're going to be right or wrong. It is. And it, I mean, it's just like my relationship, longest relationship I've been in. People told me to not stay around because I stuck around while he made a choice of whether he wanted to be with me or not. And people were like, you're waiting too long. Like he needs to make a choice. And I'm like, only I know what happens when I go home and I know why he's taking a long time and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Ended up being the best thing that happened for me, you know? Yeah. You sometimes are the rule 
and you're sometimes the exception. Just like they're saying, he's just not that into you. Yeah. Like, always make your own fucking choices because just because it went one way for them and they're bitter that you're making that same choice, it can go different for you. Mm -hmm. And it can be a lot better than the way it went for that person. 100%. But anyways, if you all are in your young 20s, we hope that you took something from this and enjoyed it. If you are our age, there's still something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, We're still learning. We are young, learning, making mistakes that, you know, we maybe should have made earlier because we held ourselves back and we're trying new things now. Um, but yeah. we're still young. And don't be hard on yourselves for still trying to figure things out because we all are. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fucking up. <laughs> but we're also growing because we're trying. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. At least you're trying. Yeah. They say if you're not uncomfortable or told you're wrong, you're not doing enough. If you're not failing often, yep. you're staying too complacent. Yep. Failing is not a bad thing. So. Nope. With that being said, hope you all enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to keep sharing funny stories. Um, I know we said we'll do the mini episode on the... The DMs and stuff. Yeah. And I guess we can add that in with Ultimatum. We're doing that with the Ultimatum because we were going to have another mini-sode, but just to shift it all into one. Yeah. Like, we'll just have a fun reality show kind of like which most likely will turn into an hour it's not going to be a mini-sode it's going (laughs) to be a full episode like let's just be real but it'll be the dms and the stuff but if you guys want to send us more we'll end up doing two separate episodes uh if we have enough so yep but yeah enjoy your week share our content we love you guys and we will talk to you next week bye bye